Hello and welcome back to the Tricky Notes podcast. This is your host Trick and this week was really busy for me so I wasn't able to do a heavy researched episode or even do a quickie tricky album review. So one thing I always go back to with <laughs> little to no um, prep work is uh, albums that made trick. So that we, this week I am going to give you another album that made trick. So this week I'm going to talk about an album that I had as a cassette as a kid. Um, <laughs> I used to play it when mowing the lawn. <laughs> uh, I got it when I was, it came out when I was 14 and I did get it pretty close to release if I remember right. Um, and I just, I just love it. And so, um, the album is Serenity by Culture Beat. Now, they're not a name that many of you may have ever heard of. Um, this album you may not have heard of, but it came out in 1993 and it was kind of part of that Eurodance craze of the early 90s. Um, you know, this followed uh, Captain Hollywood Projects more and more and Rhythm as a Dancer by Snap and um, came out around the same time as What is Love by Hathaway and Another Night by Real McCoy. So you had this nice, this kind of European um, invasion of dance music. You know, in the U.S., you know, in the early 90s, we had a, we had a strong house component. Um, and, you know, that was driven a lot by... Uh, innovations that Frankie Knuckles did. I can go deeper into that sometime. I'm not going to go really deep on that, but just kind of wanted to give you a little kind of, um, interesting around this. So how I came about this album is kind of, um, interesting for me. And, uh, so basically, you know, I, I love pop music. I, you know, Madonna has always been one of my favorites and you know, Madonna and early on would do remix singles and um, you know, and kind of give you a club version of a lot of her songs. And that really kind of gave me an entryway into get into more dance music way before I was able to ever go to a club. You know, I mean, I, you know, I fell in love with dance music, you know, when I was like 10, you know, uh, remixes of like a prayer and, um, express yourself, you know, those were early entries for me into kind of the dance idea and the dance music and the dance sound. And that allowed me to kind of explore a little bit more. And I remember, um, I used to love getting cassette singles. <laughs> uh, I'm, planning on doing an episode about my, my, uh, uh, interesting cassette singles. And one of the cassette singles I remember picking up and hadn't really heard the song, but a friend of mine said, Hey, if you like Captain Hollywood, you're going to like this. So I picked it up and it was a cassette single for Mr. Vane, um, which was probably the biggest hit on this album. It was the breakthrough hit, uh, Mr. Vane. And, you know, I just, I just loved it. And as soon as I could afford to, I bought the, bought the cassette album and played the heck out of it. <laughs> and, 
I've actually had to replace my CD uh, about three times because I've played it so much I scratched it up and had to get a new one. So this is definitely one of those albums that has always kind of been with me and it's, it's kind of a comfort food in a way. Um, and I just, I just really love it. So, so let's, I just kind of want to talk about it. So let's talk a little bit about culture beat. So culture beat was a, um, a band that was created by, um, you know, a, a German trying to remember how to say his name. Give me just a second. Ah, there it is. It's Torsten Finslau. And he started the, uh, a project, the Sierra dance project in 89. Um, but you know, it's, he, he did some singles and, you know, and had a first album with a, with a different female lead singer. And it just, it, it's not that great, honestly, uh, looking back on it, but kind of revamping and getting a new lead singer for this album really, allowed a different sound now you know the rap the rapper jay supreme carried over from the first album but the they brought in um they brought in tanya evans for the new album who had to me just has a much fuller voice and is just able to able to do more with the the vocals and the sing over um, what is, you know, over the dance beats. Um, not that the first single singer was, was that wasn't, you know, was bad. It just wasn't as good. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately after this album, uh, Torsten did die in a car wreck. So, um, this is the last project he worked on and it was kind of one of his, uh, babies <laughs> and so to speak, but you know, it's, it's one, it's just, uh, there's just some, there's just something about this album and it, and it's it, a lot of the lyrics are corny. I'm just going to be straight up with you, <laughs> you know, um, some of the raps get really silly, but they're, to my 14 year old self, this was magic. And I still have this nostalgic feel for this and absolutely love this album. Um, even with some of the problematic parts of it. So let's kind of walk through it and, um, I'll give, you know, talk, kind of talk about what, you know, what my favorite songs are and what makes them special to me. All right, so to kick the album off, we have a kind of instrumental, mostly instrumental prologue with a little bit of spoken word over it. It goes over about two minutes, but it just kind of eases you into the electronics of the album. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's kind of forgettable. It's kind of something you can skip. Uh, it's not something I'd have on my repeat playlist. Um, but it leads right into Mr. Vane. And Mr. Vane, if you've heard anything from this album, it is most likely Mr. Vane. That was the biggest hit uh, worldwide. Um, it's, you know, it's had a little bit of a staying power of, you know, if people like put a, together dance compilations, a lot of times it will be on there, uh, especially Eurodance compilations. Um, 
but it's just such a great song. It's so much fun, you know, and it's, it's really talking about those guys that are, that, that are so full of themselves at the clubs <laughs> and you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, you just think that they're all that and, you know, just kind of sticking a needle in them <laughs> in, in some ways, but you know, it's, it's not, it's not deep. <laughs> it's, it's fun. And that, and there's, and you know, and I, I find myself trying to defend me saying it's fun, but you know, there's really no defense to it. There's no excuse for it. And, or I don't need to make excuses for liking it is what I mean. If it's fun, it's fun. <laughs> you know, and this is just a good, fun dance track. And, you know, this is the one that led me into cult, culture beat this is the first cassette single i got of culture beat and i just absolutely absolutely love um this song but then after mr vane it goes into got to get it now when i got this album like i said i only knew mr vane um but got to get it that led me you know being the second full track on the album not counting the intro it really like, okay, this album is, this album's going to be good. I'm going to, I'm really going to like this the first time I listened to it. And, and what's really interesting about this song is this song has been one on the album that I've probably come back to. Um, honestly, probably come back to the most because of its, its message. So the song really talks about that, that feeling of, you're emotionally done with somebody, but you still want them sexually. <laughs> and, and I know that, you know, that's, that happens that, you know, that's just how sometimes things go. You know, you have a really good sexual chemistry with somebody, but you don't have an emotional connect connection with somebody. That's life that happens. But this, this, um, this particular song got to get it really kind of talks about that experience and, you know, Jay Supreme raps at some point. I thought getting you out of my heart was hard, but now I see that was just a start. Your legacy is trying to drive me mad, you know? And it's like, it's, it's that kind of, you've been there. <laughs> at least I've been there. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, so many of the breakup songs are, or kind of like getting over somebody's songs. They focus so much on the, the emotional component, but not necessarily the, physical component of the separation and the and the cutting out and all that stuff so having that um it's probably why i've come back to this song a lot because sometimes i just need to listen and sing along with a song that understands where i'm thinking at that time so i really really got to get a such such a a great great song Now, right after Got To Get It, though, the album kind of dips in energy and goes into World Is In Your Hands. Um, now, the thing about World Is In Your Hands is, to my teenage self, it was deep. It was so deep. It was powerful. And it really, you know, it talked about an important issue. And... As an adult, it, it doesn't resonate the same. 
um, because the song is about suicide and Jay Supreme, the rapper on the song is talking about his state of mind and how he's going to commit suicide. And the vocal, the singer that, you know, when Tanya sings, she's talking about, you know, Hey, the world is in your hands, you know, um, and you know, it, it's kind of not lost, you know? So it's, it's a really interesting song. It's definitely not as deep as I thought about it when I was 14, but it's, it's not for everybody. I still enjoy it. I still, I still take it for what it is. Granted, I have some nostalgic glasses on for it, but it, it is definitely an interesting artifact of the day when, when, um, you know, dance, dance music was kind of trying different things and how to approach different issues. Um, and you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's not bad. It's, um, but it, it, it's not for everybody. Some people may feel very uncomfortable with it. Um, you know, I don't because I've lived with it for, uh, a very long time. (laughs) Let's just say that. Uh, so I've really, I really do enjoy the song, um, for what it is. Uh, but I, I can definitely understand where some people wouldn't, but right after world is in your hands, it does pick back up with one of the, one of the best, uh, kind of bass lines on this album. And it's on Adelante. Now, <laughs> Jay Supreme, God bless him. Um, the Spanish is not great. <laughs> it's like, uh, but this, the, the Spanish lyrics in this song are really like him coming on to a girl at a club and she's saying, let's go. The door's open, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's a fun song. It's a fun dance track. It's got a really great beat. Um, Adelante is definitely one of the more um, club friendly tracks on the album um, and just great to great fun. And uh, in what it is, even if as a kid, I had no idea what I was talking about until I learned some rudimentary Spanish and got to, got to, uh, got to learn about it. And then Adelante goes into another nice upbeat song, but um, called rocket to the moon. But uh, Rocket to the Moon <laughs> is really about uh, anger. Um, so, I mean, the chorus is, I owe you nothing, so I'm going to send you all the way with a rocket to the moon. You know, it's just you're done with somebody. And it's like, you know, we're, we're done. And um, once again, this one, this one kicks off with a great, great drum, drum beat. And I mean, the, look. The beats and the music on this album, for the most part, are just are just fantastic. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, kind of gush over them. Like I said, it's, this is one of my favorite albums. This is an album that I I live with. This is an album that I used to go to sleep to. So <laughs> I can go on and on on about it. Like I said, um, but anyway, so Rocket to the Moon, you know, once again, another really upbeat dance track. And Rocket the Moon is followed by another <laughs> upbeat stance track. But the, the one that follows Rocket the Moon is 
probably my favorite on the album, honestly. Um, and that's anything. Now, <laughs> the music, the the vocal, the sung uh, chorus is kind of silly. You know, is there anything more I can do for you? Should my hair be red or shall it be blue? You know, but it, when I was young, I didn't even know what it meant. I just, I just knew it sounded sounded cool. And I really loved the, I loved the sa- sound of the vocal. I loved the sound of the rap, even if I couldn't make out what he was saying. And I just loved the song all put together. I loved all the pieces of it. I loved how it fit. When I got older, I was able to look at the lyrics. I realized that it was speaking from a place of you. You're somebody who is, has been trying to fit uh, what somebody else expects of you and you keep bending. That's what kind of what it means by should my hair be red or shall it be blue? You know, um, but you know, the rap, which goes so fast, you can really make, make out of it. Um, but you know, he goes, you know, he's rapping about, you know, um, hard for me to take, but can you tell me my lack has a got line that keeps get getting gets repeated. And that's really what the basis is, is like, look, is there anything more that you want from me? It's like, you know, just tell me so I can do it, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, just take out the guesswork, but, Oh man, this, the beat on this, the, the music to this, the groove to this. Oh, I just love it. The remixes are great. It's just, it is my favorite on the album. And I probably reround, <laughs> rewound the part of the tape on this one a, a lot back in the day. Um, and, you know, fortunately I had a, a, one, one of the cassettes that actually could tell where, where the breaks were. So it wasn't as bad as like, you know, start, rewind, stop, stop and all that stuff. Um, boy, kids these days don't know what we had to do with cassettes. I tell you, but uh, <laughs> that's another story. So, um, so back in the day when I had the cassette, that was the end of side one. Um, and side one is my favorite of the sides of the album. I probably would play side one more, <laughs> honestly. Um, because honest, uh, side two has a lot of good stuff on it. But the first song on side two is to me the weakest on the album. And that's key to your heart. Um, it's a slow, uh, slow song. It's, um, it's just not, it, it's, it's, it doesn't feel like it belongs with the rest of the album. If that makes any sense. Um, and it's, it's, it's disappointing because it's the rest of the side two has, is, is pretty much great song after great song. But I, you know, when it starts at key to your heart, it just, it, it just doesn't go um, where it needs to be. It's just, it's just so much slower. It's, you know, um, I mean, it, but I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's um, I think, I think, Unfortunately, Tanya's vocal doesn't doesn't uh, work as well with 
with the slow slowness the key to your heart um but you know it's it's not bad it's just it's just not the best of the album and i used to you know try to you know fast forward past key to your heart a lot when i was younger um but uh you know but it but it it is good you know it is good and and like i said i mean this even though this album has a weak spot it's it's not that's bad and it's like nowadays it's like i'll put it on i'll play the whole thing through you know um because it because honestly it it gives a good buffer between anything on the cd uh on the cd from between anything and the other side of me um because the other side of me is is really really great and i think that i would have honestly missed it um, Mr. Greatness, if I live, we're listening to a CD version, you know, track, um, if key to your heart wasn't there now, the other side of me, um, is, is, is a song that really kind of talks about how you want to open up to somebody. Um, and you've kind of only seen part of who I am so far and asking if somebody is ready for that. And just is this in where key to your heart, Tanya's vocals kind of, kind of iffy. It's great on the other side of me. Um, and I really, really appreciate it and just love, love the song. Um, it's got a, got a nice groove. It's not as hard as the stuff on side one. It's more of a mellow type groove, um, which, which, you know, is, is, is nice. It's like, I, I really enjoy that. And in fact, kind of the, the, the really side to it, you know, of the cassette was the mellow side, you know, cause after the side of uh, the other side of me comes the hurt, which is another kind of laid back groove. It's still, you know, about the same tempo as the other side of me, um, kind of, um, they kind of mesh together cause they have very similar sounds, but the hurt is like, you know, look, I've been hurt by you and I'm not going to take it anymore. You know, it's, and Tanya sings it fantastically. It's really, uh, great. And Jay Supreme actually has, you know, has a pretty good rap on it as well. You know, here's the thing. Um, I'll come back to that. So, um, but the hurt, you know, really great, really, really mellow, really good, and really, you know, I am hurt. I'm hurt by you. Uh, just, just love it. Um, and then the, the album kind of takes a takes a little bit of a turn into kind of more um, nature, you know, uh, it's Mother Earth, um, and you know, talking about you know how we need to take care of the environment. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's weaker than other side of me and the heart. It's okay. Um, this is probably one of the lesser beats and music on the album, but it, but it is, it is good. It's got a good message. Um, you know, and you know, I just, it is good. I enjoy it, but then it goes into serenity <laughs> and that's the epilogue of serenity serenity which is the last track on the album 
the thing about Serenity, there's no vocals other than a spoken word Serenity <laughs> on the entire thing. It's just it's just straight music. It's straight dance music. It's straight electronic. It's it's really it's that is that type that kind of builds and changes and adds more p uh this this serenity epilogue on the album really prepared me for when um someone like robert miles would come along uh with children um you know really kind of bringing that make me realize that that you could have great um dance music uh without having a vocal um, up until that point, I was like, I need, I need, I need vocal. I need voice. I need, I need singing. I need rapping. I need something. Um, but that, that closer of the album really helped me kind of see that, that, that you didn't need that. It was, you could have a great dance track and, and one that you could just groove to and just kind of, dance alone in your bedroom like I did when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, you know, to the music. Cause it, it is, it is so good. So, so good. So now that's, that's just kind of walking through the tracks. So let me, let me talk about a little bit more about what makes this album stand out from uh, some others of around the same time. And, and if you're not familiar with that, what it would, you know, just kind of what to be prepared for. So if you're not familiar with this era of Eurodance, um, it, they did lean very heavily on, on rappers to add to the songs. Sometimes that was great. Sometimes it wasn't. <laughs> um, take for example, take it to, for example, rhythm is a dancer by snap. Most people don't even know that that had a rap on the album, but the rap didn't make sense with the chorus and the single just pretty much dropped it because, you know, rhythm as a dancer, you know, as a soul's companion, you know, in the music that sold it and you didn't have to have the rap, but here in what culture beat was doing and what captain Hollywood was doing at this time, it, and, and there are other groups too, like real McCoy also had it, you know, you had those, those rappers that were also in on the, um, the dance music. And it was part of, part of the, the, uh, the sound of the time. Some of the rappers were better than others. Um, <laughs> uh, but Jay Supreme with culture beat was one of the better, um, his lyrics, yeah, they could be corny from time to time, but he tended to deliver them in a way that fit with the track. You know, he would alter his flow and alter what he was doing to really fit what was happening musically. And that didn't always happen with some of the rappers. That was one of the problems with the uh, rapper with Snap is, you know, he didn't get along with the producers after a while because he had an idea of what the flow should be and it didn't work with what they were doing where Jay Supreme got it, you know, he, he, he worked with the, worked with the music and, and really made it, made sure his, his vocal was 
as important to the song as the chorus. And, you know, not a lot of dance, uh, Eurodance people did that. Now, Captain Hollywood did for the most part, um, you know, more and more. The rap is very important to more and more. Um, but for this, for this one, you really couldn't cut the rap out of any of the songs and the songs still have the same impact. Um, you know, because the, the rap tells a different part of the story, even if sometimes I didn't, <laughs> when I was younger, I didn't know what the, what he was really saying. Um, <laughs> but, but it is, but that is something that's special about culture being this something special about this album, because honestly it was not only that this album kind of solidify my love for dance music, but it also opened me up more to hip hop because, you know, hip hop is, uh, had that dance orientation to it and the rap with the, with the, the dancing music, um, I was able to move from Eurodance to that without, without, you know, too much, too much issue. Um, you know, so, so anyway, um, so that serenity, that's one of the albums that made me that's this, like I said, it's, <laughs> this is an album I used to, I used to play and I would just dance in my bedroom or I'd have my, or I'd have my Walkman and then headphones and I'd be in the backyard dancing or I'd be <laughs> mowing the lawn <laughs> with this album. I'd go to sleep to this album this album was really important to me and I, I listened to it all the time when I was younger, even when, and, and it, it stayed in constant rotation for me. Once I, once I got it, you know, as soon as I started listening to CDs instead of cassettes, I converted it to CD, um, and, you know, played the heck out of it. Um, it's, it's an album that I, that it's comfort food to me. This, this is, this is, this is, this is ice cream to me. This is, you know, tortilla chips and salsa to me. This is that comfort music that may not be comfort to everybody, but it is to me. It, and this is, I wish more, I wish more people knew about this album. And that's one of the reasons I want to talk about it and explain why this album is so important to me. And, and, and you know kind of maybe get more people to listen to it um or at least give it a chance some of the you know there's really good songs on here even if they're not not all for you you'd probably find at least one or two that that you you would enjoy so so anyway um so that's it for this week um and um you know i'm going to keep working on it you've got some good episodes planned up ahead uh that i just have to finish writing and getting playlists together for um you know so i will uh see you next friday um just keep be you know keep taking care of yourself and much love <laughs>